BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. Hello, Jill. Hey there, Carlene, and happy belated birthday by one day. When this episode comes out, you're going to be another year older and wiser. Oh, thank you. Or younger. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes, I'm counting backwards now. And of course, you know, we do record these a little bit in advance. So right now, as you're listening to this, I am camping and then going to a cottage. I'm getting out of the city. I'm going with friends, bringing the dog, having drinks. I'm so excited. Just, I'm so here for it. Well, I'm going to guess that you're going to be beside a pool. Uh huh. And you know I'm it. going to guess one item that's definitely going to be in your overnight bag that's pretty exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. So, guys, everyone, we are launching our first ever Breaking Beauty merch. And surprise, we're not starting with a t shirt. We're starting with scrunchies. Yay. They drum are, roll. Yeah, drum roll. These are so soft. They honestly feel like the underside of a bunny, like a bunny's belly. And they're in the perfect summertime pink. But what I really love is that they are Terry. You know how much Terry I've bought this summer? This is just, (laughs) this is my aesthetic. I've got like Terry shorts, a jumpsuit, the works. And the best part about the scrunchies, I think, Jill, you'll probably agree with me, is that it comes in three sizes. Yeah. And, you know, we are pretty picky about what we think is damn good. And I would say Mm -hmm. these scrunchies are damn good. I know you're listening. You're going, I have a million scrunchies. I don't need another one. That's what I thought, too. And then (laughs) we got these. So there's the baby one, which I think is better if you have fine hair. Yeah. And like half up up updos, like that's what I use it for. Absolutely. And then there's the medium size scrunchie, which is, mm-hmm. I would say, is just kind of like the regular size, right? Yeah, that's and right. And then my favorite, which is the jumbo size. And I am not joking when I say it's the size of my face. It's <laughs> the size of a personal size pizza. Yeah. And you guys, it is like so useful by the pool or by the beach. I put it in my hair at the beach. I have really thick, longer hair. It's Terry, so it's absorbing. It doesn't pull your hair. It doesn't tug on it. Like, do I Mm -hmm. sound like I'm on the shopping channel yet? But, you know, I have (laughs) to say it really is that damn good. And I am wearing it everywhere. And trust me, when you guys 
you know, buy one or you are wearing it yourself, somebody's going to ask you, where did you get that? Where did you get that? Because it is so unique in terms of the size and the functionality yeah. of it. Like I'll put it up and then not only is it like sort of air drying, helping my hair towel dry as it were, mm-hmm. air dry because it's terry, but my hair is like less frizzy and then it has this sort of like soft bend in it when I take yeah. the scrunchie out. That's the breaking beauty news. We're going to link to where you can buy it in our show notes and on our Instagram. It's in the Dear Media shop. And if you do purchase one, we would love to see you wearing it out in the wild. Tag us at Breaking Beauty for a chance to be featured on our Instagram. Absolutely. Let's talk about some other breaking beauty news. We have the perfect guest host with us today from Eyewitness Beauty Podcast. It's co-hosted by Nick Axelrod-Welk and Annie Creekbaum. We have them here. Their podcast is all about the biggest stories in the beauty industry every week. So we basically grilled them on like <laughs> what is popping off this summer. They've got their ear to the ground. What do we need to know? Like predictions for fall, all of it. Yeah. And they're just so legit. You know, Nick is the co-founder of the Body Care and personal care line Necessaire. And mm-hmm. he just has so many years of experience in editorial as well. He worked at Elle. He worked at Women's Wear Daily. He co-founded Into the Gloss alongside Emily Weiss. Yeah. And Annie is a newly minted brand founder. Her brand new body care line is called Soft Services. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's high performance body care. And she also worked at Into the Gloss. And for more than four years at Glossier. So they just really, like you said, they have their ear to the ground in terms of trends, what's next, what's new, and what's happening in the world of Mm -hmm. pop culture, everything. So in today's chat, we're asking them all about the latest news on the celebrity beauty front, like Kylie's news that she's reformulating, going all vegan, and what they make of that. We're also going to ask them about the skincare bubble, like how many products is too many products. We also find out what beauty product they last purchased. The one SPF that Nick recommends from Amazon and the beauty hack they learned back in their days at Into the Gloss that they still use today. And because this is a true pod swap, be sure to catch us over on the Eyewitness Beauty feed. Their episodes drop on Saturday and we play a really fun game with them called Paula's Choice. Hilarity ensues. And just a friendly reminder, everything we talk about in today's episode will be linked over on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. And if you guys do grab one of our scrunchies, be sure to tag us and show us your damn good hair days on Instagram. Welcome, Annie and Nick. Today's episode is brought to you in part by The Anki List. So guys, you know that we stand a damn good skincare find around here, and I want to let you know about the line I'm using right now called The Anki List. So The Anki List is award-winning skincare using quality ingredients at an affordable price. And what I personally love about The Anki List is how easy it is to use their line. They've literally taken all of the guesswork out to building your best routine. So For example, this morning, I'm standing at my bathroom vanity looking at the Inky List Niacinamide Serum, which I got to help treat my skin redness, and the Hyaluronic Acid Serum, which I need for hydration. Those are my big skin concerns, but I'm going, hmm, which one am I supposed to use first? Now, take it from me. Typically, you're going to have to go down a Reddit wormhole to figure out which serum comes first when you're dealing with these single ingredient formulas. But I thought, okay, let me just see what it says here on the label. 
Sure enough, I'm reading it verbatim. The hyaluronic acid serum says, use AM and PM. Always use as your first serum. Follow with all other toners and serums. Okay. And then the niacinamide serum says, use AM and PM if using alongside other serums, layer in any order. Thank you. Finally, clear instructions. And by the way, did I mention they're both under $10 each? Yeah. The Inky List exists to empower you with knowledge. And honestly, I appreciate this kind of clarity when it comes to skincare. And if you need help before you buy, you can hashtag AskInky 24 7, 365 days via live chat on their website or DM on social. And one of their skincare coaches will be able to answer your questions or give you personalized skincare advice right there and then. If you're confused about skincare or have a question about your skin or the products you should use, hashtag AskInky on social at the Inky List or theinkylist.com to discover the right ingredients for you. We'll link to these resources on our blog and in our show notes. I'm personally really so pumped to talk to you guys because we never talk about news on our show. So you guys are the go-to on the news and hot topics of the day. So welcome to Breaking Beauty, Annie and Nick. So first things first, can we borrow your Women's Wear Daily password? (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like there are so many people, there are so many people who probably at this point have my Women's Wear Daily password. And the only like... The only like saving grace I might have is that I was employed by Women's Wear Daily for three years. So like maybe they won't be mad at me if if anyone from Women's Wear Daily hears this. Yeah. You're like, I okay. kind of have a right to it. <laughs> I feel like I should have had okay. like, yeah, like a lifetime subscription, but I did not. Membership. No. Yeah, so funny. By the way, to everyone listening, your podcast just turned one, right? It did. It did, yes. Yay. That's Congrats. We were having a momentary freak out just before this because I was like, wait, Breaking Beauty. And it hit me. I was like, break, did they start their podcast as like Breaking Beauty News? And here we are being like, we're eyewitness beauty. <laughs> no, we didn't. We actually didn't. It was like back in the Breaking Bad days. And we still get emails sometimes where people are like, dear Breaking Bad, we would love to have so-and-so on the show. And we're like, yeah, no, <laughs> I think I think we were like, oh, there's so many ways breaking can be like played out, but we knew we needed to have the name beauty in there, so that's what we landed on. So okay, so we're cool. A little, yeah, you're cool. We're yeah, cool. You're good. So you're good. can you guys tell us a little bit about the inspo to start Eyewitness? I mean, I feel lame to say this because like so many people started podcasts during quarantine. <laughs> But we started a podcast during quarantine. Annie and I have like always been friends. And I think I hired her at first and then we became friends. And I think... <laughs> and now neither of us make money. <laughs> and now we both don't make money. Now you're both unemployed. Now. Yeah, exactly. We're both like grinding. And I think we're sort of united in our love. I don't know. Of just like not only pop culture, but also just like the ways in which like trends in the beauty industry mirror what's happening in pop culture. So we would even just before we had a podcast, like always kind of share like, oh my God, can you believe X, Y, and Z happened in the beauty industry? And because we also both came from editorial first and then pivoted to brand, we also sort of had this interesting inside outside perspective on things. And Annie likes to say that she wanted to like talk more often. And so she proposed doing a podcast and 49 episodes later, here we are, or 50 or something. Yeah. It is, it is a vanity project to end all vanity projects because 
I don't know. I mean, you guys are on a network, but we're we're indie right now, and it's uh, it's expensive to make a podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, and it's a lot of work. It is. It's amazing what's happened in the beauty podcast space as well. Like when we started, you know, almost was it four and a half, five years ago or something like that. There were very few. It was like a brand new category. And now it's just exploded. But everyone has their unique voice and point of view. And I think one thing that's really cool about both of you is that you are brand founders and you, you know, you have that different point of view as well. And Annie, you just started Soft Services, right? You just launched it. So tell us about that for any of our listeners who might not be familiar what it's all about. Yes. So it's targeted skincare for the body. It was just basically upon realizing that I was 30 and had seemed to figure out everything else when it came to my skin, but still had body acne, which I I thought I would have grown out of at that point. And um, my longtime work collaborator, Rebecca Joe, and I, you know, had been consulting various clients. And so we were like, okay, we know how to build a brand. We know how to like start a business. Let's just finally like tackle this thing. And then once we started, you know, digging into the research, we found that, you know, not only body acne, but keratosis pilaris, you know, ingrown hairs, you know, fungal issues on the body. We're all getting older. All these millennial women are like turning 40 and up and they're having kids. There's all these, you know, issues that are on the other side of the next stage in all of our lives. And our expectations are to have efficacious products at a price point that isn't, you know, $400 for a body serum that's two ounces. And so it just it was finally like, oh my God, I found a way to contribute to the beauty industry that isn't redundant and that feels like I can really like solve problems for people. And so that's that's what convinced me to drop everything in my life and start a beauty company. <laughs> and for the, for those um, listeners who obviously can't see what, what we're seeing, Annie's sitting in like a room and there's like a, tra- a big trash bag on one side <laughs> and then there's like a big like beige It's so funny. <laughs> the, the idea cabinet. of like a glamorous beauty yeah, no. founder is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it is just, the girl boss is dead, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or she's like sitting in a storage closet and having <laughs> 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 the way the way that I always describe it as I've like yeah like it's cool and it's exciting to you know start a business but you are the creative director and also the janitor you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you're and everything in between and your HR and your you know every single your accounts payable and accounts receivable so you know you get to do the cool stuff that you know you might have to wait more years if you were in a corporate job to do like you know decide what the theme of a photo shoot should be, should be or cast the models or whatever. But then, yeah, you're also like taking out the trash or also, sitting in front of the trash. Also, that stuff really isn't fun. No. <laughs> shoot days are like the most anxiety inducing, you know. Yeah. And so, and Nick, this is your world. So like, were you giving advice? And Annie, did you listen to any of the advice or? So the only advice that I gave, and Annie and I were very careful to not, like say a word about each other's brands because because we didn't want to ever be considered like you know like we were like sharing trade secrets or something so we I literally and honestly from the bottom of my heart was so excited and curious to see what she was coming up with because I had no clue the advice I gave her was more around like taking care of herself because the startup life and the startup industry and the game can be really brutal. It is the only way I can describe it, having done it twice and now kind of doing it a third time, like 
it's like a roller coaster every day. So within one day, you can have like really low lows, like you thought you were going to get a huge investment and it fell through or someone, you know, quit and ran out the door or like, you know, a vendor said that they don't have the product for 18 months. And then in the same day, you can get a placement in Goop, you know, with Into the Gloss. I remember we got a placement in Goop and all of a sudden we had so much traffic from those newsletters and like that amazing thing can happen, but it can all happen in one day. So someone, you know, at the end of the day, my husband or my then boyfriend would be like, how was your day? I'm like, I I don't know. I mean, (laughs) it was good and it was bad and it was horrible and it was great. Like, you know, so. Roller coaster emoji. Yeah. And just to like try to take, I mean, taking care of yourself and also, trying not to get caught up and it's hard in the in the startup world to to not get caught up in like the ego and the press and the all the stuff that we did on the other side of things which was like you know make heroes and gods and you know Great goddesses buzz. out of yeah not and, interested in that I mean yeah but 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 it's, I, it's, as it's we've easy. all seen especially recently it's just this idea of building especially women founders up just to topple them down is totally. something that we keep on seeing happen again and again mm-hmm. recently some rightfully maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. but others you're kind of like Ugh. so yeah i think that part i definitely saw firsthand you know with clients i consulted with and just other brands and brands that i've worked at and that was the other exciting thing about this company was it was like the products could be number one we're not trying to build a brand as like the priority here like we're trying to make products that work and if, as long as we keep that as a top priority then everything else can kind of be deprioritized for lack of a better word and i don't have to worry about putting so much weight on my shoulders as like the face of the company or right yeah right yeah so that's smart. true and anything like that for our listeners who can't see it because we don't we don't have the products here to show you but the soft services brand is so gorgeous Annie like kudos to you it does not look like anything that treats keratosis polaris <laughs> I mean like it's just like in your shower beside your necessary body wash like everything is so beautiful that both of you created so major hats thank off. you so on that note Let's talk about what some of the biggest beauty stories are of the summer. Like, what are you guys chatting about in your slacks? What's what is top of mind right now? That is a great question. So we've been tracking two. I mean, sort of they're all it's all kind of one story, but has divided into several different stories at this point, which is the acquisition, the investment and then the acquisition of KKW Beauty and Kylie Beauty into Cody and how Cody, which is a conglomerate that owns lots of different brands, um, obviously KKW and Kylie were Kardashian brands. Seed Beauty was the their contract manufacturer, and now it's become very complicated. Seed Beauty was suing KKW and Kylie over sharing trade secrets with Cody, and now they're sort of geniusly or not so geniusly trying to rebrand uh, KKW. And and reformulate to be like vegan and clean. But when we all really know what they're they're doing is they have to make new formulas so that they're not using Sea Beauty's IP and like they can sort of- Allegedly, according allegedly, to- Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. I just saw the yeah. press release this morning and I was like, oh, of course they're going to get on the clean. We're all using the, in the air quotation marks, guys. Yeah. But- they're all going to go down that train, but I didn't even put it together that it would be because they can't use those mm-hmm. formulas from C. Yeah. yeah. And if there's yeah. one person who I don't think gives a F about clean beauty, it is Kylie uh, Jenner. I <laughs> love Chris. her. And Chris, <laughs> I don't think, I just do not think that that is where their heart yeah, is. Yeah, they always make fun of Courtney for being that girl. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, Push life. 
I yeah. yeah, I think that they're just fine with uh with 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 all this with all the the beetle juice or whatever they use in yeah yeah the beetle the, dye. There's no yeah. compost in their kitchen, guys. No. Okay, <laughs> well, so there you that's go. one of the Skim biggest fan. stories is Sea Beauty. Is there another? What else have we been following? following? What else is on your mind? I mean, we've been saying that Haley's Bieber Hales Road mm-hmm. Road Beauty is is coming. We've we've called that way before we saw the trademark. We knew mm-hmm. because she started her YouTube channel where she was doing skincare videos, but not showing any of the brands. She was just I giving know, a I general, noticed that like, too. It's like okay, obviously because you're going to come out yeah. with these same products later on. What else? I think I, I think like I mean, her and yeah. Justin though, like it's the perfect. They're kind of yeah. the perfect case study for, you know, a celebrity skincare. He's very open about his acne struggles mm-hmm. and she has perfect skin and they're married mm-hmm. and beautiful together. And so there's that. What else, Nick? I feel like, uh, and this is sort of something that is not necessarily a story, but just kind of something that we're all seeing happen in real time is the sustainability effort that the beauty industry is making. So figuring out, you know, like everyone from the executives at the biggest, you know, conglomerates to like the small indie brands are trying to figure out how to like stop single use plastic consumption and production and seeing sort of like what the L'Oreal's and the Lauders of the world are doing. And then of course we we follow like the sad stories about how like microplastics are being discovered in placentas of human, you know, it's just horrible in the oceans. And so just trying to, trying to shed a light, shed light put a spotlight on some of the brands and the packaging concepts that are like that are on the horizon that that are going to hopefully help you know save the world. Yeah. I think green <laughs> greenwashing is just a huge issue and I think more and more consumers are getting, you know, savvy to to it. Mm-hmm. I kind of like this concept of the way that luxury brands have started to embrace the refillable concept which was like way back in the day, like Terry Mugler Angel, they used to have like, you could take your beautiful vessel to the counter and they'd refill Mm -hmm. it. And like Clay DePoe was doing that for ages. And now we're seeing like Tata Harper is going down this road. Not that they're luxury, but even like Zara came out, like relaunched their makeup brand. And it's like super beautiful and refillable as well. Sometimes I do wonder, though, with the refillable, I'm like, is are you just putting like one package on top of another? Like sometimes it is a bit confusing how much reduction yeah. of waste is actually I one time, there. I one time was yep. sitting next to, a, let's say, a controversial founder of a makeup brand, and she gets a lot of crap about uh, glitter and how it's okay. like not biodegradable and it's in the water supply, whatever. Yeah. And her and I was asking her about it and she was telling me, she was like, yeah, people, you know, are freaking out about that and giving me so much crap. But like every in order for Sephora to accept, you know, like the product from the brand, like, you know, into their warehouse, everything has to be individually Mm -hmm. wrapped in a plastic pouch. And she was like, that is so much more plastic than like the tiny, you know, amount that goes into glitter that like real, but like yeah. there's just so, it's so new and which all I think only goes to show that it's just so nuanced that like, you know, yeah. like the, if, like the refillable thing, maybe at the end of the day, you're like not carbon neutral because you're like still having to like buy a thing that's wrapped in plastic that comes into this, that, you know, it's like when you see uh, refill pouches that are made out of plastic to pour into plastic, I'm like, how much plastic are we really saving? 
Yeah. And I think that I honestly do think though, like the waterless, the waterless beauty is really interesting. Like, I don't know if you have tried those um, powders that turn into shampoos. It was actually really good. The shampooing conditioner, like I was expecting it to just be a total fail, but, and that is like, really it's so much smaller and it lasts and it's the idea like that you shake months, like so you, you shake know. some powder onto your hand and add water yeah. and just it's, yeah it's just like you know the um like micro dermalogica microfolia yeah. yeah, yeah. kind of like that you put it in your hand you add some water and it lathers it's like a huge like i thought it was going to be a fail and like this is a shitty experience but I had a huge lather and really good results. Huh. I haven't tried the conditioner it's yet, called, but, um, um, and Sephora picked them up too. Yeah. It's called, the rebrand is called Sust, Susto, Susto, S-U-S-T-E-A-U. Hmm. Yeah. Um, they were called, we, when we first reviewed it though, Carleen, they were called something different. Yeah. It was like a Wawa or something. I don't remember, but anyway, it's, um, it's legit. And like, there's a lot of the skincare ones. We've tried to, um, I know the founder of Bite Beauty, she went off and started a skincare line that's all waterless beauty. And we interviewed her for the show. And oh, we, like we skin- really like those those Bite toothpaste tablets, which I think is a different oh, brand. Yeah. Yeah. Different but brand. that's another waterless. Yeah. But like it's a similar idea where it's just like, it's so compact. So it really does have a smaller footprint in terms of like cargo and shelf space and like all that stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's interesting, but lots of movement there. Right I now. think one other story that we that again is more of like a trend that we've been spotting is brands still think a lot of brands still think consumers are dumb. Mm-hmm. The most recent example being like we're we're gonna rebrand Kylie and be vegan and cruelty free and clean. It's like okay, but like you're really doing this because you were just bought and you don't you know maybe mm-hmm. own your formulas. But there have been like all sorts of other examples where. Like when they rebranded Kat Von D Beauty as like, oh, yeah. it was like Color Veritas Digitas. Or, you know, like it was like, I what are know. you talking I about? Like, we have to give them credit. I feel like they had some packaging that they didn't want to throw away. Back <laughs> for the environment. Fair. <laughs> that has, I mean, really, I mean, it's funny because being on the inside, we kind of yes. can be maybe like joke around. But I think we always try to like not be too snarky because you kind of get the insight of why certain decisions are made. And I think from the savvy consumer that cares about issues from the outside, it can seem like there's these like evil people toiling behind the scenes at beauty companies just trying to take advantage of customers Mm -hmm. and exploiting all of our natural resources and things like that. But then once you're in the weeds and you kind of see, you know, all the issues that can go wrong that have nothing to do with the brand or the founders or or anything that they can control, but maybe it's like a global supply chain issue or, you know, data on an ingredient that actually wasn't correct. That, that you know, it's there's so many different things that go on behind the scenes that I think unfortunately come down on the shoulders of these brand founders. But don't you think like canceled yeah. Okay, so taking them. the example of KVD, couldn't the couldn't uh what's the Sephora um incubator? That that did. Oh, Ken- Kendo. Kendo couldn't Kendo, Kendo yeah. have like just said, you know, Kat Von D is no longer involved in this brand, but some of the products in this brand are really wonderful. You know, for in terms mm-hmm. of staying power and coverage and all those sort of things. So we're just going to keep calling it KVD. You're still going to find the best products. We're still going to keep the ethos yeah. of the brand the same yeah. and the you know and and, and sort of be more transparent versus like. This whole thing about, you know, we're going to find some other tattoo people, like tattoo, you know, 
riot girls who are like going to be in this collective called the Veritas Digitas collect, you know, whatever it is. Like, I don't know. I just sometimes. Digitas. <laughs> what, Isn't that like a yeah, I forget. I, forget. <laughs> I thought it was something vegan. It, no, 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 no. It's Cara uh, Veritas Decora, which they say means value, truth, and beauty. Okay. Oh yeah, but then hey, some beauty. of our some of our readers, that's who we call our listeners, <laughs> pointed out that they that apparently it's not even the Latin word for I was, one of those. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well. But that's that's what they say, anyway. But Nick and I always, yeah. we have a rule where we don't Google anything for more than three minutes <laughs> and if we can't find the answer, then it doesn't happen. <laughs> so we, like, waste we never time. really got to the bottom of that one. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys have yeah, way I more think- readers, so maybe some of your readers will chime in on that. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I If they know Latin, you know, they might feel passionate about that. I just, I do think it's all about transparency. Like, I hear what you're saying, Annie, in terms of just like, you don't want to throw everybody under the bus. You want to give most, founders the benefit of the doubt but I do think like there's some things that are going on like you know the Naturium founder when she came out with her video and then like within a year the video like she came out she initially didn't disclose that she was one of the founding partners of Naturium and then within a year or within a few months people discovered she was and she had to put this whole apology video up and all of that Susan Yara and that's nowhere to be found now the apology oh yeah they they took it down she took it down. Yeah, they scrubbed they scrubbed the apology, they scrubbed the initial comments, like everything is gone. Yeah, yeah. but that but yeah, that's another yeah, totally. And that's another forever. example of like where it's like people like I think there was this expectation that consumers would be like, "Oh, cool." And actually expectation or the consumers are much smarter and they were like, "Wait, like you've been hawking this yeah. and like not disclosing that this is paid. I've been taking your advice, you know, to heart and your recommendations to heart. This is illegal, you know, like, and there were all these people getting all litigious in Reddit and in skincare addiction. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I kind of, I, I appreciate that. And I think that you have to respect your customers enough to tell them the truth. Yeah. And like, I'm not even, I, I rarely am ever knocking like the small founders because that I think is, it's even, For it's sure. much harder to be sustainable mm-hmm. as a small founder because like the, yeah. the lauders and the L'Oreal's of the world get first, they, they get first, you know, asked, they, they get first, right of first refusal to like all the best technology and the front of the lines mm-hmm. and the bigger minimum so that they can spend less money on the packaging. Um, but if you're like making 5,000 of something, it's really hard to get, you know, mushroom packaging for that because the minimums might be 100,000 or something. Well, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's just such a different beast, the, these like giant conglomerates, right? And the way that they operate. Hello, Breaking Beauty fam. So speaking of the hot topics of summer, I want to pause for just a moment to chat with you about some hot girl summer jewelry that I've been loving in partnership with our friends at Ana Luisa. So if you haven't heard of this label before, it's A-N-A, new word, L-U-I-S-A, and they're all about sustainably crafted jewelry while looking damn cute in the process. So if you like a dainty gold jewelry look, which is what I'm totally vibing with this summer, you're going to love Ana Luisa. Today, I'm wearing the Ashley earrings. They're pearl huggy style hoops. It's 14 karat gold plating on recycled silver. It has little Swarovski pearls, and they're just so, so pretty. And the best part is this is a rare moment that I've been able to wear earrings that aren't solid gold and they don't itch or bother my ears at all. 
I honestly don't even feel that they're there. That's my personal experience. And I think it's amazing because they're just so affordable. That's what allows them to have fair prices with jewelry starting at $39. And new jewelry collections are released every Friday. So there's always something new and interesting. Here's a heads up though. We love a deal here at Breaking Beauty. And right now you can use our link to get 20% off all products with their summer sale and support our show at the same time. That's 20% off site-wide using our exclusive link, which we'll put in our show notes and on our blog. I absolutely recommend checking out Ana Luisa. That's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. And the link is shop.analuisa.com slash breaking sun. I love them. Their pieces start at $39 and you can get 20% off with their summer sale. Hashtag Ana Luisa NY. And now back to our guests. But what do you think about these random beauty collabs like Elf and Chipotle and like, I don't even know. Brats. What, like, why do they do these? What is the purpose? Color pop. This is like color pop the real and consumerism, every you know? So I was reading somewhere that the, I don't even know what the current term for earned media value, but like the amount of press that Elf got from doing that Chipotle palette was like astronomical. So I think, you know, at first we were rolling our eyes and being like, what, who wants a guacamole eyeshadow? Um, But then you're like, oh, actually you're trying to make noise as a brand in a very, very crowded space like Instagram and they did it. Like we all are talking about the, the the Chipotle palette. That was one of the things we wanted to talk to you about too. Like, you know, and it just goes to show like you know, mission accomplished. Well, I think it highlights the fact too that like beauty purchases are no longer for the function of the product by right. and large. They're a collector's item. It's just like, you know, the beanie baby gotta have everything. And you see, you see these you know, organizational videos on YouTube and like all the shelfies on Instagram, all the perfectly organized like drawers and palettes of these things that they're never going to use in there ever. <laughs> you know, they might like swatch once for a video and then they kind of keep as their little action figure collection. But instead of like Star Wars action figures, it's yeah. the it's limited like run of… Yeah, it's a hobby, right? right? And so it, it's just so weird. I think that's what's fun about doing this beauty podcast is like just this recognition that the industry is morphing into this thing that is so beyond what I think mm-hmm. the face perception of what it means to like purchase a beauty product is. And I think going back to even what you're saying about like the soft services packaging, it's like, yes, we could create like a, surf, a super like functional to the point, you know, bare bones packaging with just, just the information on it that you need to know and call it a day. But it felt like there's this other part of like buying a beauty product that is so emotional and you can't separate the two out really. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that this goes back to that conversation too about the celebrity boom in beauty and the influencer boom in beauty is like, I think people also, and it's a form of what you're talking about, this like beauty as hobby or beauty as like a, a sport or something. It's like, you buy these products because you either want to support those people who you love or it's just, yeah. Or to be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. To take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And like, I just saw on on Twitter this weekend, Jeffree Star, who obviously is very problematic, but you know, he has those mirrors that he launches with every single collection. And there are people that just have a wall of the mirrors. Like the one he was like, don't miss, miss out on the popsicle mirror. Like it's just to that point where you're promoting 
getting the mirror or the like the product just so you have it in your collection or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, to- yeah, totally I mean, I think it, beanie baby. Yeah, but I think it's in, it is interesting too to see how much beauty brands, which are what beauty has always been so closely tied to your identity, right? How you present yourself, how you want to look, how you wish you looked, how you do look. Um, but now seeing too that like the brands that you buy say a lot about you now because you're posting them on, you're, you're, you're posting a shelfie on Instagram or you're like posting a flat lay of a bunch of things you're using on your page to sort of brand yourself, so to speak. Like, And it's interesting to see now that beauty is not just about the effect, which is that it's going to cover red spots or minimize wrinkles or whatever you're wanting to do to buy that product, but also like it sort of says something about you. It's like, a, it's your values, it's your... Mm-hmm. style it's your sense yeah, of humor exactly. you know all that sort of stuff where do you think marketing is going next like jill was bringing up these ideas of like will it be integrating with the gaming world do you think or like live shopping platforms like twitch or something like that like where do you think beauty marketing is going next well what we're seeing now is because of all the regulations on privacy and all the changes with ios and facebook um mm-hmm. it's really hurting Ask a lot app of- not to track Exactly. It's really hurting a lot of brands that, oh, interesting. Ad, you know, because Facebook, Instagram, back when Glossier launched, like Facebook advertising, which includes Instagram, was still in its early days. So it was very easy to buy customers and very cheap. And now it's increasingly becoming more and more competitive, especially in the beauty space. There's a million more brands, right? But with the recent updates, it's becoming this thing across the board with, you know, a bunch of different brands that use it as a as an advertising uh, platform, which is every brand ever. Um, There's some like major shifts in like how they've allocated their budgets across different like channels. And so I think we're going to see a lot of diversification of channels. I think like YouTube is going to come back into the game for people to spend money on again. Um, TikTok is for better or for worse becoming the like go-to like beauty discovery platform. Mm -hmm. I think I say for worse because from what I've gathered brands themselves don't really have successful TikToks for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, same way like brands don't really have what brand has a YouTube channel that you would go and watch for fun. Right. Like apparently it doesn't exist. Or yeah. you even we even asked um, the people I at YouTube. <laughs> you know, like, I really yeah. tell us. Um, yeah. so then you have to work with these influencers to to message your products and your and your brand. And it's like especially when you're doing more technical products that where they really need to talk about the ingredients with a lot of legitimacy and authority. It it, it's kind of scary. You're kind of trusting these people with like your baby in a lot of ways. So I'm really, I don't know. I'm really interested to see. I mean, we just saw the Glossiers investing a ton more in like retail. Um, and I think like, yes, you will move a ton of Glossier definitely moved a ton of product from those stores, but ultimately they're like a marketing play, right? Like some were more than others, but then you saw like the success of how much inventory they actually moved, but just the brand elevation that you get from having, you know, a chic store and like the coolest part of LA or whatever is um, is is important to to a brand like Glossier. But yeah, I think retail will be really major in the next year or so, especially as people like want to get out of the house more. We want to get to like what products you guys are loving and on your top shelf. So I think the last question before we do that is there is such a skincare boom and we know this, like it is exploded and everybody is is getting in on the action. They seem to think that this is the next like a tech boom. Like there's just so much money to be made. And there's been a lot of speculation. Is this a bubble that's going to burst? Like, where do you guys think this is all going? 
I can only hope that we're going to see a consumer wants and needs and hopes pivot from wanting to try something new all the time. I, and I get that part of buying beauty products where it is like a fun, you're going out and shopping and you buy beauty products in the same way that I used to buy clothes for no reason. Um, but I think with skincare, especially going from, you know, finding what works for you to fast skincare is like what I, the term I've been using, just like fast fashion, fast, fast um, makeup for sure has happened already. But fast skincare is obviously an issue that we're dealing with. And I think you know, it's weird because it's like consumers a little bit, I'm putting myself as a consumer here, but we're speaking out of both sides of our mouth where we're saying like, we want results and efficacy, but like we're open to like bringing new things in all the time and just buying stuff for for the hell of it because it's fun and because this influencer said so and not really digging into is this ingredient, does this ingredient um, have any sort of like scientific or clinicals to back like these claims or is it just like an interesting, beautiful blue tansy ingredient that like we all want to incorporate because it's like, Instagramable. So I think hopefully consumers will will turn towards like results being the number one thing that they're looking for. And then that'll like cause this bubble that we're seeing to burst. I, I hope it's a bubble. I can't imagine that like every celebrity and every, you know, podcast host <laughs> will start like a skincare company <laughs> going forward. Um, yeah. I also think that yeah. um injections, injectables are, and lasers are going to become even more ubiquitous and cheaper, more accessible. Um, not just like, you know, now it's like thousands of dollars to do these things, but I don't, I think in even five years it won't be. And that'll also take some of the money away from, you know, ingredients and manufacturers and formulators and things like that. And into like med- the medical community or, you know, PAs and, NPs and nurses who are able to, you know, do all of these procedures because they work. Uh, a lot of the results are pretty instant, which a lot of skincare is not. Um, and it's dramatic. Yeah. I mean, right? people have asked me all the time, like, what is the product that works if I have a pimple that's coming in? Mm-hmm. And there's only one thing, and it is going to the dermatologist and getting a cortisone injection. Yeah. And that's like the totally. most like, you know, asshole thing to say, but like, it's kind of true. Yeah. Like, who who's totally. like who's Jill and yeah, I? It's like toothpaste. Toothpaste on your zit doesn't work. Yeah, the real deal Desert Island product would be like Botox and you know SPF sun, sunscreen, of course. But like, <laughs> but no. But I said that I was like, truthfully, you could you could throw away all your beauty products and just use Dove and get Botox, and like that's going to give you more results than anything else, realistically. But that's just my jaded. This episode was brought to you by Botox. <laughs> by by Botox. Or Disparate. Yeah. Whoever wants yep. to contact us. Or new talks. Um, but we should we should ask about fall predictions before we move on, Jill. I'm gonna leave that to you. <sighs> oh yeah. Okay. Well, you guys are in the know. So get out your crystal balls. Please tell us what are we gonna be buying this fall? Like everybody's finally out of the pandemic. They've had hot girl summer. What are they doing in the fall? What brands do you expect have been sort of lying in wait? that are going to emerge? That's a great question. Or any other predictions? I have one that is Annie's that I, I'll mansplain uh, for her, which is Annie is, a, Annie is a cynical, very cool person. It's hard to like impress her or make her like want something. She's like seen it all, been there, done that. Uh, like buys her clothes like, you know, at the dime store or whatever. And like, it looks like it's Balenciaga. <laughs> anyway, She's she I loves. I think this was a compliment. Was that a compliment? That was a compliment. <laughs> she loves Haley Bieber. 
And she thinks yeah. Haley Bieber has like the best style and like the the uh, best sort of thing. Oh, I mean, you you do. Uh, <laughs> uh, I kind of love Haley. Bieber. I just feel like I, I feel like that. Road Beauty when it comes out has a, has the potential to kind of be a little bit more important and a bigger business than like the Vanessa Hudgens, uh, Madison Beer thing, or any of these other like. You know, like Scarjo, Scarjo, or Scarjo even uh, Addison Ray and Hale, Halsey, like all that stuff. I think, I think like Haley Bieber actually could do it um, mm-hmm. because she is in the right like demo, and she is married to a you know superstar, and she has mm-hmm. this like enviable skin, and and also has been honest yeah. about her acne. Agree. <laughs> All of that said, we're going to do the fastest rapid fire we've ever done. It's going to be like really fast. The theme is tell me you're a beauty junkie without telling me you're a beauty junkie. Guys, what was the last beauty product you personally purchased? Oh, I know. Well, Estee um, Estee Lauder's Youth Do Roll-On Deodorant. It's the only one I use. Really? Okay. It has the aluminum. It's fragranced. It's just, I'm not playing around with the oily natural deodorants. It's just. What about you, Nick? What have you paid cold hard cash for? Something I love is, and I've never gotten it for free, is Bumble and Bumble. Which date? Which I feel like it dates me. Um, But like the Curl Collect, the Curl Conscious Shampoo and Conditioner like are really, really good and they deliver and you like kind of like don't need anything more like anything else is not is not necessary after you have that because I have really curly Jewish hair mm-hmm. and um and then the Sumo Tech like pomade putty I buy mm-hmm. from Sephora and it's like $50. It's so expensive um, and it's a little yeah. thing and I buy it all the time and like I will continue to yeah. buy it. Also, well, you have shout great out. hair. Clearly, it doesn't make your hair fallow. No, not yet. Um, and then <laughs> shout out to the Tom Ford men's bronzing uh, gel. Have you guys tried it? It's not just for men. It just is in his men's line. It is okay. Amazing. It is like a. It's like a brown tube that has like this like brown gel, no shimmer. You can add it to moisturizer. You can add it to like a physical sunscreen so that it doesn't have like a white cast. You put it on mm-hmm. and it gives you just like that vacation glow. But again, without shimmer or shine or like even oily, like there's not there's nothing oily about it. And it doesn't transfer. So like it actually soaks into your skin so that you're not like getting it on your white t-shirt or your white, you know, like uh, button down. It's amazing. And I buy that. They, okay. don't, they don't send that to me. Maybe on that note, which beauty brand is the chewiest right now? <sighs> Good question. I don't drunk. Nick elephant. had to Nick had to tell a child the other day what chuggy meant. I did. I told he was very old. proud of himself. <laughs> I'm the child that Jill had to explain what it was the other day. Uh, what's a chuggy uh, brand? Uh, benefit. You know what? Like no, no, no. Uh, <sighs> not benefit. What's the one that uh, Hula? Um, Who makes Hula bronzer? That's benefit. That's no, benefit. no, I'm not thinking of benefit. I'm yeah. thinking of the other pink. Two face. Two face. Oh, buxom. Two face. Two face. Yeah. Okay. What else? Like, but okay, okay. So, like, what is the brand that the woman who has the live, laugh, love sign, or like, don't talk to me before I've had my wine, you know, like <laughs> dishcloth. Like, just saying. Yeah. Her? Who, like, oh what gosh. brand does she have? Laura Mercier? They did a little 
r- refresh recently. Yeah. I didn't say that. Um, I th- I think you were onto something with drunk elephant. Yeah. yeah. Might have it might have uh, jumped the shark. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Totally. So agree. much plastic. So what's the best Amazon beauty find of late? Oof, good one. I I really I've actually cut all of my Amazon purchases. Not to be like that an annoying person, but I don't I don't buy no. Well, you're like fuck yeah. you, Jeff. Okay. You're I, have, I have a fair. physical sunscreen that doesn't uh, that doesn't turn white, and that someone one of our readers like told me about because I've been on the search for a facial sunscreen that doesn't get in your eyes, doesn't run. Um, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Hold on, I'm just searching my Amazon orders. Okay. Oh, Thrive. It's called Thrive Natural Mineral Face Sunscreen. And it is, you get two ounces for $22. And it's really good. My husband stole most of it, but it's like, it actually, it's plant-based, mineral, non-nano, zinc oxide, reef safe, cruelty-free, vegan, made in the USA. Now apparently reef safe is not even a thing. Oh gosh. This is the latest. It's really good. Yeah. And it and it soaks okay. in. There you go. Jill, and, you hit him with the last question. Okay. What hacks did you pick up back in your into the gloss days that you that kind of still sticks with you? That's a great question. <sighs> Decanting cannot be underestimated. So this was before necessary, but like there like you would want a good looking body wash in your shower if you had like a really beautiful bathroom. And what I saw some of the fanciest people that I know do is buy like at Muji or some, you know, like simple like thing. You can probably on Amazon find like just a simple plastic squeeze bottle and they would Mm -hmm. put Dr. Bronner's in that and put that in their Mm -hmm. shower, which just like makes it just it feels less offensive than like I feel like that's a hand soap hack it's too. a great hand like soap like you pack. keep that Aesop bottle yeah, yeah dish soap ha- okay. hack too dish soap and then I feel like the, I feel like into the, the gloss um, mm-hmm. into the gloss which I don't think Annie or I could really take credit for popularized the uh, reusable diptyque candle for like cotton pads and q-tips yeah. which was also like, an, like a, a, a good thing I also know someone who uses them as wine glasses he buys like the empty ones on eBay Whoa. He's like getting notes of vetiver. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Burning log. He buys the cheap wine and puts them in there and he's Mm -hmm. like smoky, right? (laughs) Okay. Well, those are all the hacks and all the, you know, news that is fit to put on a podcast. You guys, everybody has to go check out Eyewitness. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. 